All right, folks, it's always a treat, Brian Blessing, to be joined by my dear, 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 dear friend, Kim Stewart. We did the Light the Lamp radio show all year long. We did the Light the Lamp podcast. Tonight is the expansion, Seattle expansion version of Light the Lamp, Friday night after the draft. We'll give you a recap of the prominent picks at the top of the draft, but by then, in the next 48 hours, there will be a gazillion trades. This is going to be a fun, fun time. So I want to thank Cam from the bottom of my heart because the plan was to do this podcast at the end of the expansion show. And thanks to Frank Cervelli, Elliot Friedman, Darren Dreger, Pierre Lebrun, and on and on, we had the entire roster before this thing ever made the air. And I'm telling you, now that I think back, the Golden Knights broadcast, it was a fun event to be there, but the broadcast was nothing to write home about. This thing's been torture. I want to thank Cam for doing this podcast with me. So we were blown off the last 15 minutes of this thing. I got to be honest with you, Brian. Um, here's the thing. If you don't work, you know, like Sportsnet or other independents, we talked about this on our show, Game Time Decisions, me and Gabe, and you got a job to do. If you're an insider, your job is to break news. You're supposed to get the story before everybody else. But this is ESPN's first broadcast. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Stick, TSN. Stick a, stick a fork in them. T, yeah, and TSN is, a, you know, a, basically a broadcast partner, the Canadian version with them. They're giving out all these stories at the start of the day. So is this really a great start to things? I'm not saying, like, here's – We had this discussion. We had this discussion on Vegas Hockey Helling. It's like, I don't begrudge these guys. They're insiders. That's their job but you would think the league has just got to be mortified. And I don't know how you could say to the teams or Seattle, don't say anything. But Cam, I can almost virtually guarantee you, these guys have their context. I will guarantee you 75% of this list that's been released, it's coming from the agents. Yeah, and well, the thing is though, that they have, they have to do a better job though, Brian, because this is a thing. This could have been a lot of fun, right? Like it could have been a made for TV event. You could have, even if a couple leak, some of the big ones, you, a few. you know, yeah, that's the thing. And you could still say, hey, Boston, this is who's coming from Boston. This is coming from Toronto. This is coming from Buffalo. Like, and you could have made it fun. You could, have done, you could have done something with the broadcast, but it got butchered. Exactly what you said. And this is a new thing that's happening. This is a new broadcast partner we've talked about before with NBC and NBCSN and all the other things that are going on, right? Like finding the game. ESPN, it's going to help these guys in the long run. But this is not a good way to start off the relationship. I can tell you one thing, Gary Bettman's like got smoke coming out of his ears. This could have been like a lot of fun. And instead it's like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. Like you ruined the, the whole thing. Like it's just, it, it's pointless to watch what's happening in the expansion. I, we already know. So why, why, why are you even having the broadcast? I would have put on an alternative programming. You know, so the USA, the USA you, Canada women's softball game from the Olympics or something. Like why, like, there's no point. That's, the, that's my whole point. You would have been proud of me on Vegas Hockey Hill and my show in Vegas. And then I did a hit on uh, the ESPN radio show in Vegas. I do every Wednesday with uh, our buddy Steve Cofield. And he, you know, he was talking about the same thing, but on our show, and he was doing the same thing. I said, look, I can't stand watching any sporting event. I know the results of. So I said to people, not the, really the thing you want to be doing over the long haul, but I said to people, look, if you want to watch this thing tonight, change the channel now. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the roster because the roster's up. But at least I had the common courtesy to warn people, say, I'm gonna talk about this. If you want to watch it, change, get right, go, go away. 
and you can watch the game. Because I understand how they'd feel. They, you know, they wanted to watch. I wanted to watch this thing. Yeah, but yeah, you know what it is, Brian. There's being an insider, and there's also like it wasn't handled very well. And uh, yeah, no, you know, it's not the end of the world though. There's a new team coming it's into the not. league. We got the players. I'm just, I'm just saying though. I'm just saying if I worked at ESPN, I would have liked to at least have a couple big ones. Like you know, hey, care. Carey Price is not coming. Tarasenko is not coming. Get Landis God, uh-huh. but we got well, we got these guys, right? Like they you got, turn they it into everything. something. They had everything. They nailed it. All right. So let's let's just cut to the chase. Because I, I want to talk about this a little bit, but more than anything, I want to talk to you about what's going to happen in the morning. But I look at this roster. I was at the Golden Knights expansion draft when they announced the guys. And honestly, I'm trying to remember then to now because I actually went through all of this. And you know, when the Golden Knights thing was all said and done, and Flurry walked on the stage, four guys walked on the stage. You had Flurry, Braden McNabb, Jason Garrison, and Derek England were the four guys that were in Vegas that night. But when you looked up at the final list and you're going, uh, okay, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Vegas ends up playing in the Stanley Cup final. So I'm not going to shoot holes at the Seattle thing because I think – you, you put a bunch of these guys together with the same kind of mindset. I can almost say to you with conviction, this team will be better than probably five, six, seven teams this year. I, th- I think the way the rules are in play, they had a year and a half to do their due diligence, and, and you've got to give Ron Francis the benefit of the doubt. You know, it, it, there's some names, some nice names here. I mean, Eberly will drive you nuts. You watch them play nightly. This guy should score four goals a night, the kind of chances he creates. But you get a guy like Eberle. Uh, they get McCann from the Leafs. Uh, Don Scoy's a nice player. The goaltending's the big deal. You sign Dridger to the UFA deal. Vanacek is the backup. I'm a little surprised, and I'll get into this. They did not take Kakinen from Minnesota. They took Decord from Ottawa. But, I mean, the goaltending's okay. I mean, Dr- Dridger and Vanacek, I mean, you're going to survive out there. I mean, these guys are – they're NHL goaltenders. I agree. And another thing is, like, what are you going to do? Like, I understood the Carey Price situation, right? All from the area, everything makes sense. But no, you can't be spending that kind of money, over $10.5 million, on a guy that has uh, maybe a leg and a hip problem. Like, it's that, it's that simple, right? <laughs> minor like, detail. Yeah, no, just a minor detail, right? And that's the thing. And I know it would have been a splash, and you put him on the cover of the team's uh, magazine and, you know, the press guides and everything else. But – no, Dredger is a guy like he wasn't going to win the bet in Florida. You talk about Knight's going to be their guy. They already have big money with Bobrovsky. So, no, it's a good move. I actually look at Seattle's roster, Brian, and I remember we were doing shows earlier on in the season. I'm like, these guys are going to be dead last um, with the money. But I'm looking at some of the guys on the list. Like, I can't believe we talk about Carolina. I watch a lot of hockey. Morgan Geeky for $750,000. This guy, in my opinion, is like a future – like, he's a good hockey player, in my opinion. Like, I think that's an absolute steal. I look at some of the other guys that they have. Oleksiak on defense. Like, they did, they did quite well. Like, if you're looking at some of the guys that they picked up, Mason Appleton from Winnipeg's a good hockey player. Like, they did, they did well. And basically, the Leafs were hoping they would take Kerfoot. But no, they made that deal with Pittsburgh for McCann, and they're like, thanks for McCann. So, obviously, Ron Francis is no stooge. He's one of the best hockey players of, of all time and they're going to do a good job and you look at the Vegas model I look at the roster and go it's pretty damn good you know like they got a lot of cheap players don't you think 
Well, there are probably five guys that would fit this description I'm going to give you that I'm seeing on this roster. And and they rolled them out and you saw their highlights. But I go back to the Golden Knights thing. I'm a Sabres guy. And I thought, well, they could take – there were two guys you're going to take. They could take uh, Gergensons, I believe, who was out there. I said, or they could take Will Carrier, who was actually getting a cup of coffee with Eichel and had an ankle injury and he was fast and physical. They took Carrier. He's a fan favorite here now. He's first or second in the league in hits the last four years. So you're not going to put the puck in the net. But those are the kind of guys you need to help build a team. And the Sabres developed this guy, Will Borgen. And it hurt because they protected Ristolainen because they're going to trade Ristolainen tomorrow for more assets than they'd have to give up to protect Borgen, who's an NHL-ready defenseman that they had developed. He's a good, young, up-and-coming defenseman. I bet you he's certainly on the opening night roster. In time, will be in their top four. That's a wonderful pick. And I will tell you, there are probably five, six, seven guys in the meat of this thing, young guys, that development camp ready to be NHL-ready guys right away, if not for sure, next year. No, I, and I agree. Like, I look at some of the guys they have, and they're all very good, like, grit guys, like Brandon Taneff from Pittsburgh. Like, you know, you, you talk about Vince Dunn, they might flip him. The fact is, and, and you need a star player. They got out in Tampa Bay, we talked about their salary cap situation. You pick up Yanni Gord. Brian, Yanni Gord is one of the best. Like, this guy's amazing. Like he's a great hockey player, right? And now, and Seattle's got him. I'm looking at these guys going, yeah, Eberle. It's a win for the Islanders, I think, because you know what I mean. You, they had a clear cap space. Yeah, too. exactly. And he and he makes five point five, but he's also a guy that can be good, and he could be a leader on this team too. They got a lot of young guys. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, when I looked at this this originally, I was like, what are these guys going to do? And I think they did a pretty good job. Giordano, so Mark Giordano, the captain of the Calgary Flames, come over. He's the highest paid guy. What is $6.75 million. That's a lot. But you also, when you're putting this type of team together, right, Brian, you, you have a bunch of unknowns, but you need a couple. Like, you need a leader. You know, guys, like uh, Eberle and him. Well, Giordano's a much bigger name, but I can just, in, as a point of comparison, Cam, I can say to you, he is Seattle's version of what Derek England was for the, mm-hmm. the Knights veteran defenseman, does all the right things, follow my example. And the one thing I would say everybody keeps saying, and even maybe you alluded to it, I didn't mean to shoot holes at you, and I could be dead wrong, but I said no way can you make Derek England the captain. Derek England was worthy of being the captain with the Golden Knights, but the point is on the back end of a career with a guy like Giordano, yes, he's worthy of being a captain, but you just don't throw the C around to me you let him just be a leader. You don't throw a C on him. You wait and you find your core guy after a year or two, and you maybe Yanni Gord's the captain. I don't know. But I, I just don't think you throw the C around for a guy that's got two years left in his career. That's my point. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm just saying Giordano, he's a leader. He's a guy. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know who else would be the captain of this team. I, I guess we could – Vegas pick- didn't have one for two years. Yeah, man. You, you should know. See, that's the thing. When I do the show with you, you kind of understand because you've seen this process before. It's kind of a weird process for me because, you know, we haven't seen expansion in a long time, and you're right in the backyard of it. I also look at some other guys like Don Skoy on Colorado. That's a good move. Like, he's a good hockey player. Like, this team is not – know what it is, Brian? I look at the, this team that they put together. It's not too flashy. It's not no. totally exciting. But you know what it is? That's it's okay. guys who come, it's it's guys who come to work every day. They're not going to be an easy out. Let's put it that way. Like, I, I won't, you won't have a lot of fun playing this team. Well, let me throw one more thing at you. 
for argument's sake, as of this minute, looking at this, you're the first, the top line. Now, here's the other thing we didn't talk about. The side deals, there could be the announcement of what side deals have been made. That's been, there's nothing yet on that front. And I would just say to you, though, on paper, their first line, Yanni Gord and uh, McCann and uh, what's his name? The Islanders dude. Eberly. Eberly. Gordon McCann and, and Eberly. I mean, you, you can work with that. You can work with it. And I look at their blue line, like Larson's a pretty good player. Oleksiak from Dallas, he's decent. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things I'm going, this is a very, very interesting. What about Quenville, John Quenville? Like, there's a lot of interest. Brian, it's kind of like Ron Francis. He Obviously, you take, you take the Vegas model, right? You take a couple shots on some of these younger guys. You got some good veterans. But the, the thing that I really noticed from, from their team is they did a very good job at picking out not – just the popular player, but cash-friendly guys, good veterans who can will be happy to play there. As I mentioned, like Don, Don Skoy is a guy that I really like from Colorado. Sure. I thought he was good in San Jose. And I will say this, like I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to you. Geeky's my guy. Like I, I'm just I don't understand how Carolina let, let this guy go. In my opinion, I think he has the ability to be a good hockey player in a couple of years. Like a and real, he's only making seven fifty. That's my point. Like I'm just like I watch Carolina play. I'm going like there's there's nobody else you could have exposed but him. I think that's a steal for uh, Seattle picking him up because we Brian he played in the playoffs too. It's not like he was just sitting his ass on the pine. Like he got minutes. The guy could be decent. Like. That's well, well, buddy, let me tell you something. In the beginning, you know, if you're an expansion team, and even if say you're, say you're a normal expansion team and you're nothing to write home about, and you're going to be in your own end a lot, let's just say, let's start with their own end. Okay, you get Dridger and Vanacek, as of today, are your goalies. But they signed Adam Larson to a free agent deal, and they signed Alexiak to a free agent deal, and then you get Giordano. I mean, that's a serviceable, I mean, top three of a defensive core. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm telling you, Borgen's, Borgen, don't sleep on this kid. He's a stay-at-home guy. You know, you, you could possibly, you know, put him out there. They've got, they've got really good defensive defensemen. I, I think that will help. They might be a dead-under team, to be honest with you, Cam, if you want to. It's a good way of looking at it. No, I, I see that, too. Like, you look at the scores, the goal scoring coming from, but I also don't think, like, they're probably going to try to play those games, Brian, and, like, lose a 2-1 to one game, a 3-2 to two game, stuff like Open that, right? Keep it where's, the offense, where's the offense coming from? I think Mason Appleton is a good hockey player, as I mentioned at the start, at the start of the show here. You think they're going to, obviously, so you think Vince Dunn is going to be moved? Maybe not, but maybe so. Because Dunn – to me, would be the most offensive guy that you're getting there on the blue line. I will just tell you, it's a revisionist history thing, but don't forget, they Vegas took Mark Mathot and literally, in the blink of an eye, traded him to Dallas for a second-round pick. Uh, so you may look at one of these defensemen and say, who's the guy that can accrue assets for us? Because the master plan, here's the thing that's different, is – what will Ron Francis do with his team? Because when Vegas was built, we're sitting there going, okay, there's your roster. I don't know. We'll see. It doesn't, you know, some names. And obviously they had a year and a half and they knew what they were doing. We got to give Francis the same benefit of the doubt. They've got these young guys and a core group that they think they know what they're doing and it will work. But the plan for Vegas 
at least we all believed, and I think they did too, they'll never admit it, was a quarter of that roster that was selected on expansion night. Those guys are getting flipped at the trade deadline to accrue assets. Vegas ended up going for the cup and didn't give up, and they, and they let Neil stay, and Lucas Spiza was the other guy. They were UFAs they could have got stuff for. Instead, they said, not only are we not going to get anything or give up these guys at the deadline, they kept them. Then they traded for Tatar. It was an expansion team that went for it. This team will probably rack up assets like a slot machine at the trade deadline. Oh, you bring up a lot of good points there. Another one that's surprising to me, Brian, just going up and down the list, like Nashville had some high-priced guys. Kale Yonkroak's a, a guy. Mm -hmm. He makes $2 million. Like, what the hell is Nashville doing? Like, I don't know. If me and you were in that GM room, Yarncroak is a guy, like, I think that's a steal for Seattle. I already told you about Geeky. Like, I'm looking at two of these guys going, combined, they're making $750 million, and they're, like, decent hockey players. You watch Yarncroak play, Brian, on Nashville. He was their best player on many nights. On many nights when these other guys were sleeping, he was a guy that plays a good game. I don't like – I don't know what Nashville's thinking. I would not have left him – I, that's, at that price, I couldn't expose him. That's just my opinion. All right. And, buddy, I'm telling you. I'm what do you right. think? What do you think about that? You watch a lot of hockey. I think Yaron Croak's a good hockey player. He is a good hockey player. Yeah. I, I don't disagree at all. But the funny thing is, and I wasn't ignoring it. I was trying to do. No, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a great you No, ignoring. no, no. You know what I was okay, doing? I no, I'm my head's just clouded right now. Just like, no, it's Valley. You know what on. happened? This hit me while you were talking, and I've got the list in front of me. And I'm sitting here, and I'm going through the salaries. Like, Gord makes 5.1. Yep. Everly makes 5.5. I'm looking at this roster, and they've got a bunch of RFAs. They're nowhere near the floor. I no, mean, they're not. They to spend. they got to get to $60 million. They've got to get to the floor. So there's some big stuff coming, buddy. I got news for you. They're not even within shouting distance of the floor. Of what, what are they at? Like, I'm looking at you off the top of our head. What do we got here? So like, I'm looking yeah, at like it. eight, 11, 12. <laughs> You're right. It's not even close. It's not even close. Like they have to, they have to, they have to accrue like, like I would say three or four huge contracts. Huge. Like they, I mean, there are deals coming here, boys and girls. I mean, okay. They've got it. They've got their starting point, but by, you know, by whatever opening night, they've got to get to the floor. The cap is 81.5. And the floor, I believe, Cam, is like 60.2. They're, they? <laughs> they're not within shouting distance of 60. No, they're not even, Are they? They're not even close. I don't think. I, I'm looking at other than Gordon Eberly that are around combined 10 and a half, just over. over like, yeah. Huh? Three point, uh, let me wow. see. A lot, a lot of these guys are 750,000. Two, two million, 825,000. Yeah, you're right. Like, I wish I had a calculator and wish we could do speed math, but where do you think that they're not even close to 60? They're not even close. No, I mean, they're not even close. So obviously there's still work to do that. This is okay. This is who they could pilfer from other teams on opening night, but they've got work to do to go out and make some deals. And well, you know where they'll be able to do it. They'll make deals, uh, you know, for hey, you know, deals to take bad, like Vegas took Remember What's his name? Clarkson. Oh yeah, from the from the Leafs. Yeah, it, was dead, it yeah. was dead money because it was. Yeah. Money. Oh, it's I mean, dead money, all right. Right, but that was five million. So they got. That's what they're going to do. They're going to take on a lot of dead money 
but they're going to get a lot of big picks. They're going to get second and third round picks to take on dead money. That's the only way they're going to get to the cap. Isn't that amazing too? Like Clarkson was like such a good, it, it ended so quick. See how things change in hockey, Brian? Like he went from a guy that was like a, an effective hockey player to not even being able to play the game very quickly. Oh, oh I know. Well, speaking of, we got about six, seven minutes here because I know you got another show you got to go do. I cannot wait now. This nonsense is behind us. Here we go. Your time, 1 Eastern, my time, 10 in the morning. I, yes, minus $4 that at 10.01 my time, 101 your time, the first trade's announced tomorrow morning. This league is about to explode. It will be. The thing is, when I look at, like, all these names on the list, and I'm not just saying this because we do the show together, like, Buffalo's got to be, like, the biggest player going. What the hell are these guys going to do? Like, they're in a situation, Brian, like, you got a stockpile, right? Like, I, I think it's – I really believe – I hate to say it. you gotta get, you got you to gotta start over without Eichel. It, 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 my, no, I don't care no, how good the guy is. Like, it's time to go. It's no, no. bye-bye. You're a team that's rebuilding. Like, you can't – moving forward, it's like he can't be a part of it. I, 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 I think there's a lot of risk still with him. And you know what? Throw, throw it to another team, Brian. You guys have already had enough grief to, to deal with. I let, let him be somebody else's issue if there's a problem – you know, when you talk about a crazy surgery that could go wrong and all the other stuff, like no, for me, gotta go. Buffalo's got to be one of those teams that you just like, you wipe your hands of it and say, you know what, this is the way it's going to be now. We're just going to stockpile picks you know what? and all sorts you, of stuff. Let me tell you something as a frustrated Sabres fan, and you know, I loved Eichel and everything about him and he's entertaining and he was worth watching play every night. The weird thing is, I, and I hope for him, I do. He's okay and has a long career. But the attitude, the whole nine yards, and nothing's worked. I'm telling you, you've got the core of this thing right now. But I'm actually encouraged by the prospects that are there. I think Cousins is a leader. Victor Olofsson. There's, there's some good young players there. Quinn, a first-rounder last year. They're going to get Owen Power. You're, so now you're going to have, in the last three years, the number one pick of the draft. Darlene showed signs of life under Granado. You're going to have Owen Power and Darlene. You get rid of Ristolainen. you you got a decent young core. they got to get a goalie. Now, I'm saying this. Ristolainen, they lose Will Borgen because Montreal and Winnipeg are in on a bidding war for Ristolainen. Montreal needs a right-shot defenseman with Weber. And Winnipeg, they're still introducing themselves to each other on the defensive blue line. Oh, I know, exactly. So I think they get a decent return for Ristolainen. Then Reinhardt becomes very intriguing. I think people will say he's way more affordable and less risky than Eichel. They get a good return for him. Then it comes down to, does somebody jump into the fray, or is it the Rangers and Minnesota as being reported? I'm telling you, Cam, and this is a full admission, and you, uh, you will say, oh, oh, no, I knew. I didn't. The Rangers are at the forefront of this, right? Drury's probably circling the wagons and coming back in on this. I'm hearing from my buddy Dennis Bernstein. Strom is part of the deal to Buffalo, and then he gets flipped to Ottawa. I don't know that that happens. But if you're looking at the Rangers, the two names that they keep throwing out are Butchnevich and Cheadle. And I'm like, oh, geez, really? I'm telling you, buddy, I went and I watched last night. I spent about 45 minutes watching highlights of Cheadle and Butchnevich. I didn't know anything. And I thought, you know, I follow this stuff religiously. I know nothing about this Cheadle kid. I'm watching the highlights going, oh, he's good. Who the hell is this guy? I mean, if they get Butchnevich and Cheadle and, uh, you know, 
there's got to be more in the offing. There's something else got to come here. But I think I do believe the Sabres, they, the, the one thing I would say, they don't have to give them away, Cam. You know, don't sell them for pennies on the dollar. Let them just rehab. He's skating again. Bring them back. Have them light it up for three, four weeks. Then move. Do, do not lose this deal. Do not give him away. That's my fear. Yeah, no, and the thing is, Buffalo has to give the impression, you know, they are in control. They have these stars. Like, that's the problem in the past, right, Brian? Like, it's like, you no, you're going to deal with our terms here or else we're just going to have these guys in the lineup and we'll go do it all again. I don't know who the hell you're going to get in net. Who's going to be your goaltender? Well, this is why. Can't have have LASIK surgery. What about? uh, You want want my little goofy prediction? What, Freddie Uh, Anderson? No, 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 no. Darren Dreger said, and it's been reported, the Wild are going to make an offer, okay? And the Rangers are supposedly the front runner. You know how this stuff goes. I did say this before, and I'm drooling right now, because Seattle took Decor, the goalie from Ottawa. Yeah. They could have taken Kakinen. And I said, if Kakinen from Minnesota doesn't go to Seattle, Minnesota could have cut a side deal with Seattle saying, please don't take Kakinen. Because Kakinen would absolutely be part of a deal to Buffalo where Kakinen is one of their goalies of the future. And I'm telling you, what Minnesota's got, if you send Eichel up there, you're looking at Fiala, and their prospect pool is sick. Rossi, uh, is, is, you know, everybody says he's, he's a first-line center. They've got a kid, Kovanov, I believe, who's a monster. But the other kid is from B.C., Boldy. If, if they can get two of their top three prospects – Kacking in the goalie in a first-round pick, he's going to Minnesota, and I'd be thrilled with that. I tell you, if I was Minnesota, Kakinen's not going anywhere. Cam Talbot might have had a good year, but can he do it again, Brian? I think that's really risky because you have a young goaltender there that's in the position. I know he Talbot played really well in the playoffs. Do you think he can do it again? That's the thing about netminders. It's very fickle, right? One year they're like they don't even look like they're in the league. Like when Cam Talbot played for the Calgary Flames, you would ask hockey people, they would say he's one of the worst goaltenders in the National Hockey League. He goes to the Minnesota Wild, he played great in those series. Against Vegas, he's like standing on his head. Kakinen's a young guy. You can't afford to do You know what? Hey, if I'm Buffalo and I find a way to make a deal with Minnesota and pick up Kakinen, I'd be happy. And what about Caprisa? Uh, the KHL's calling. They, they want, oh, they want yeah. him back. Price they want him back. And how, how about the dead money they got on that salary cap coming up with Suter getting bought oh, up and uh, exactly. Parisa? Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Yep. But what other, teams, what other teams do you think – got to go. What other teams do you think – you know, we've heard, obviously, Buffalo controls a lot of cards here. But St. Louis could be going to be sticking their toe in the water. We're talking about the draft coming up, Freddie. But, hey, on the 28th, free agency. Now you got the Landeskog thing in it. Can you imagine – Colorado, this team was built to be a monster for a long time. All of a sudden, it looks like it's unraveling. That's the thing. I, I don't like Colorado getting rid of Donskoy. Even at, at 3.9, it's like, I don't like it. And I, 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 I'm, I'm telling you, you're right, Brian. Like, here's another thing. You'd look at the goaltending situation there. Their defense is awesome, but Grubauer, he, he wants to stay there. I don't know. It seems like in big games, like, he's a good goalie, but you think if he was that great, Washington would have got rid of him? I'm not so, I'm not so sure. So I look at this team, yeah, and I, it's, it's not – I'm with you. I, I, I see Colorado. I, I'm really, really surprised, actually. I thought, you know, not, after, not going for Carey Price. I thought, uh, you know, you'd look at Gabe Landeskog and probably he would, he would be the guy on the, 
cover of the Seattle Kraken media guide. I'm actually who knows what's going to happen there. I'll, Brian, they're very far apart when it when it comes to money. So this guy's not playing for the Colorado Avalanche next year. No way. After the it's been a pretty bitter uh, negotiating period, I think. You know why I'm telling you, Cammy, something's coming here with Seattle that we don't think they're anywhere near the floor. It, it's even crazier than this. The contract Alexiak signed with them, he makes 3.5 this year. Four, then it goes to 425, $6 million, five and a half, then 375. He's making the least amount in year number one of this deal. They hmm. have saved cap space to the moon. The kind of assets they're going to accrue to take on dead money and maybe get a veteran or two. Man, I mean, don't think these guys are even close to being done. Oh, I don't think so either. And that's the thing, Brian. It's, it's really different when you look at the Vegas model and how successful it is. Seattle has a true advantage. It's not like, remember back in the day when Tampa Bay and Ottawa came into the league, it's like, yeah, really? What? What? You know, and they look at Vegas and go, oh, okay, this is what we do. We pick up this guy. This guy's in a contract year. All the things that they did, obviously, um, good fortune, a little bit of luck, and other things come into play. But I think the model was basically put out there, and Ron Francis – He's a smart cookie. He's going to figure out a lot, a lot of things right now. But even looking at this roster now and how far away they are from the floor, as you said, of the cap, it's not even an easy roster to deal with in its current form. All right, my friend. I know you got to jump on doing a show with our pal Gabe Marinci on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Here's the, the quick update. We wanted to get this to you as fast as we could right after the expansion draft. So this one, going to run the table here for about 48 hours. Friday night after, I want to thank our producer, Chris Pavona, puts the podcast together and gets it out. Friday night after the draft, by then we'll be able to recap what we believe will be a boatload of trades. And we'll talk maybe about the top 10 in the draft because there'll be a handful of guys will be suiting up and playing on the ice come next year. So it's going to be a fun 48 hours, Cammy. It's so much fun talking anything with you, but when it comes to hockey and golf, you and I start drooling on ourselves. <laughs> we do. Yeah, sorry, Brad. I'm a little bit beat down. I just realized, I think maybe because I got some sun today when I went for my uh, new exercise walk, I'm like, wow, man, I got to put on some stronger sunblock because uh, the, the 20 or 5 or 30 didn't get it done today. I feel like I'm going to starfish right through my computer screen right now. Well, but buddy, you know, well – well, you're still a ginger. I was a ginger. Oh, it's a nightmare. The, God, I hate the sun. No, but the difference was I was on a city grass-cutting crew when I was in uh, graduated from high school into college that summer. And I got to the point where, as a redhead, even I tan. I just run the freckles together. So exactly. Gonna, yeah. just go, go run the freckles together, pal. You got it. Yeah. No, you might, my buddies used to call me SHI blank arm because it would all be like <laughs> red. <laughs> S-arm, come over here. I wish we could. Because that was the thing. I had red, and then I'd flake off, and then it would just turn into an O. Henry bar. You got it, buddy. <laughs> Put a lid on it, buddy. <laughs> I could barely, like, I, Brian, I don't even know where I am right now. It's just so, I am, I am in space. That's 10 of, so I guess you got 10 minutes. <sighs> okay. It's all good, buddy. Uh, that, so that, yeah, we'll figure we'll figure all this shit out then. Uh, yeah, it was good. No, you know your shit. Like I'm not. I got to be honest with you. I got so many things going on right now. I'm not really paying attention to. Well, whatever. I'm doing a hockey show every day, pal. Don't worry mm. about. It. <laughs> you have to, you know, that's all. Okay. Anyway, we'll we'll talk and uh, we'll get this thing done on Friday night, and then uh, we'll take <laughs> okay. a break from it for a while. You got it. Say hi to okay. Gabe. Say hi to I will, Lisa. buddy. Yep. Okay, take care, buddy. Brian. All, all the right, best, pal. man. Thank you.